I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So, So, So Sandler's, the Sandman Movie Podcast. Agabagoo! Hello and welcome to So 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 Sandlerus, the Sandman movie podcast, a podcast where we discuss the movies of animated drunk Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones and as always I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host Matt Alstonholm. Another week baby, we're in eight crazy nights. I've <laughs> eight crazy eight nights. Eight crazy <laughs> nights. Adam Sandler playing a wacky character. Oh you gotta love it. <laughs> Um, but before we get into the movie, I just want to ask, what, what's your history with this movie, if you have any? Because this is a pretty out there movie. I watched this for the first time about eight hours ago. <laughs> I had this on DVD when I was younger, and I think I watched it once, and then about nine years after... I first That's watched it, specific. a friend of ours, no, uh, a friend of ours threw out It's a Technical Foul as a reference to something that I did, and then he asked me if I'd seen the movie, and I was like, yes, and then he was disappointed that I didn't know or didn't remember the reference. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, in fact, that's a fucking niche reference. Nah. It was so niche. No one's seen this movie. So yeah, um, this week's movie is Eight Crazy Nights. This season, Columbia Pictures brings you Adam Sandler like you've never seen him before. Please excuse me while I go take shower. It's naughty. Smell you later, Poopsicle. It's nice. They were giving out lobster bibs in the bathroom. That's a germ protective for you, Tushy. It's animated. It's Christmas time. Oh, my bad. Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> 
featuring the new installment of the Hanukkah song. Jelly jugs, next time you come on my court, you better wear a bra, okay? <laughs> he was just kidding, son. You got very nice boobs. Eight Crazy Nights, also known as Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, is a 2002 American adult animated musical comedy drama film directed by Seth Kerelsey and produced, co-written by, by and starring Adam Sandler in his first voice acting role with the rest of the cast consisting of Jackie Titone, Austin Stout and Rob Schneider. So, in this movie, Adam Sandler's doing triple duty. I didn't realise this until afterwards. I didn't know that he played... I Obviously, he's the main character, but I didn't realise he played the like the twins as well. <laughs> he's Davey, he's, Davey, he's Whitey, and he's Eleanor. And I'm fairly sure he's a deer at some point as well. Do the, does the deer speak? Ah, fuck else. Probably. Yeah, I, I just think he makes a deer noise. Um, Jackie Titone, she is now known as Jackie Sandler. Yes, it is. And I find it... I find it extremely weird that the only time Adam Sandler thought his wife was good-looking enough to play his love interest is when she was animated. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> savage. It's true, though. She's in all his movies, but she never plays the love interest. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, but it's a bit easier to do that when you're a cartoon character. She might not be any good at acting, to be fair. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> and then Rob Schneider's back, and if you, if you didn't this know, this was Rob Schneider from the from like the um, like the, so, the starring list, you wouldn't know. Like you can't tell the people Sch- are this. Rob Schneider's the narrator, and is he the he's fuck off? The, he's the narrator. <laughs> You see what I mean? Nah, there's bollocks. I don't know. I'm not having that. Where's he? He's the narrator of this, and he's the uh, uh, Chinese waiter with a very stereotypical classic Rob Schneider playing playing a stereotype. What a shock. (laughs) Fuck. He's. No, he's come out with an excuse before. He says. what, What did he say? He said something along the lines of. I am a human being playing other human beings. We're all human beings and we're all the same. That's what he said about playing different caricatures throughout his oh, career. Fucking hell, alright. <laughs> I, oh, I don't even know where to start with that, but I'm just going to leave it. Fair enough. And then Austin Stout, he plays Benjamin, and I don't know who he is. Who the fuck is that? So, is that the kid? That's the kid, oh. yes. Matt, what I have done is I have found a plot synopsis online and it's going, going to be up to you whether we curb that blurb. And by curb that blurb, I mean take it outside, make it bite the pavement and kick it in the back of the head. So this comes from Corey Semple on some website that I found and his user tag was Adam Sandler's Eight Sexy Nights. Ooh, and he, he said... Adam Sandler stars in this comedic animated musical as Davy Stone, a 33-year-old drunk who was perfect 20 years ago. After cheating the Chinese waiter for not paying for his four scorpion bowls, he gets one more chance or he goes to state prison for 10 years. 
For his sentence, he is to be a referee in training for the Junior Basketball League while learning to be nicer from Whitey Duval, an elderly basketball referee. Davy falls in love again with his childhood girlfriend Jennifer Friedman, who already has a son, Benjamin. Pretty long-winded, but I'll give you that. I like that. Yeah. Nah, that's probably one of the better ones we've actually had. For a movie that is many people don't like, <laughs> the people who love it seem to love it. I think, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I had mixed feelings watching this, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know, like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get to it. Um, I've also got a couple of reviews here. This comes from Roger Moore from the Houston Chronicle. <laughs> Wait a minute, um, what? James Bond's going on yeah. this. <laughs> yes, J- James Bond has uh, has some opinions. And Who's your favourite James Bond? Sets, uh, uh, thingy, I forgot his name. Johnny English. <laughs> nice. Great answer. Sorry. Just <laughs> fucking completely derailed you there. Uh, what about you? Oh, you know, you can't beat Sean Connery, realistically. But Daniel Timothy, Daniel Craig Timothy is one A, one B. Yeah. I mean Growing up the only thing connection I had to James Bond was Everything or nothing on the PS2. Nice. There's some great that's James only... Bond games. Like, unbelievable. <laughs> that's the only connection I ever had to James Bond growing up. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler should play James Bond. From... is the only reason we brought it up. <laughs> Has he been in a spy movie? <laughs> like a proper spy movie? Yeah. Or oh, Murder Mysteries kind of one. Yeah, but has he ever been an international super spy? Oh, yeah, no. Um, what's that movie he's in with fucking David Spade? That's Adam Sandler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I think that was a fake out. But that might have been a double fake out. I can't remember. I can't remember. We'll get Yeah, we'll <laughs> find out. We'll we'll stay get tuned to find out if Adam Sandler's playing <laughs> International Spy. Fucking hell. Anyway, Roger Moore <laughs> said, sets. Back to Roger. <laughs> Sets animation back 30 years, musical backs 40 years, and Judaism back at least 50. I disagree wholeheartedly with all three of those things. <laughs> so do I. Completely disagree. And then we got one star from Sledge Solon, and he, they said, I got 20 minutes in and gave up. I saw Adam Sandler fuck a cartoon car. Close. <laughs> She's not fucking far off. That does happen. I forgot that happened. <laughs> and then five stars from Big Bulldoggy, and he said, This shit was a masterpiece, like a raunchy Disney princess movie about Adam Sandler as a drunk. That's, a, that's actually agree. pretty fucking spawned. I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> he hit the nail on, on the That head should there. be the tagline for um, this movie. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, people, like, like I said earlier, the people who hate this movie fucking hate this movie, but the people who love it, Love it. So thinking about that, what do we think the Rotten Tomatoes scores are for this movie? I don't think it's probably any good. Oh. Nah, this can't be any good. This has got to be like 30% or something. This is not good. I mean, like, not. this isn't my opinion, but I don't think people thought this was good. Um, 
the critics give this a 12% approval rating. And the audience give this a 49% approval rating. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, all right. So it's, so it's very, very decisive. That's a big gap. Yeah. That's a pretty... Is it, that the, it's a big... That's one of the biggest gaps we've had. Um, I, I think it's one of the lowest we've had from the audiences so far. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, there was not a lot of fans for this movie. <laughs> One of the co- comments I read was like, this movie is so shit, it's one of the only movies you can watch in full on Instagram. <laughs> Somebody's just... <laughs> is it actually in full on Instagram? Surely someone's got to have that. <laughs> Apparently so. I hope so. <laughs> um, the budget for this movie was uh, $34 million and it grossed 23 mil at the box office. So Ooh, it was a box office bomb. This. When did it come out? What month? Was, this, was it around the holidays? 2002. Yeah? Yeah, no, but is, is it, no, but I mean, did it, like, come out towards Christmas or Hanukkah? Or did it, was it just a fucking... So, so, it released on the... on November 27th. Oh, no, day before my birthday. November 27th. Um, let me have a look. So, domestic box office for November 27, 2002. In first place was Die Another Day. In second place was well, back Harry to James Potter Bond, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no Roger Moore in sight. Pierce Brosnan, was... fantastic James Bond. Shit movies, fantastic James Bond. In second place was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Third was Eight Crazy Nights. Fourth was Treasure Planet. And then fifth was The Santa Claus 2. That's but, an interesting list. So first... Yes. So Die Another Day, Eight Crazy Nights, and Treasure Planet opened that week. Um, Harry Potter opened the week This before. opened up higher than Treasure Planet. Yeah. That's fucked. Well, Treasure Planet was... <laughs> Also a box office bomb. Yeah, but you'd feel like more people just would go to watch Treasure Planet rather than fucking Eight Crazy Nights by Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's it's Peak Sandler. 2002 is Peak Sandler. I disagree. <laughs> I think, like, Peak Sandler's, like, 2005. Because we get a good, like... Toward, like mid, mid, mid to the late 2000s is peak. It's great. I'm going to be honest, I think Peak Sandler's already passed us. Oh, look, we, no, neither of us want to admit that. Just shh, Kerry, no one else knows that. Why don't say things? Uh, right. We're trying to get everyone, we're trying to get people invested. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've done is I've copied the plot from Wikipedia once again. So let's just uh, read through it. And if you have anything to interject... Please just stop me, and then we can discuss it. So, in December 2001, in the small fictional town of Dukesbury, New Hampshire, Davy Stone is a 33-year-old Jewish alcoholic troublemaker with a long criminal record, whose antics have long earned him the community's animosity. Davy is arrested for refusing to pay his bill at Mr. Chang's Chinese restaurant, attempting to evade arrest. 
stealing a snowmobile and destroys festive ice, ice sculptures in the process. So this is like the first, what, ten minutes of the movie? Yeah. In fairness, this is a class opening. Him just fucking Bart Simpson in round the whole town, just <laughs> smashing shit up and just being a gun to everyone. It's a great opening, it really is. I was like, nah, this is good shit. It's good to start off with. Um, yeah. There's not really much that goes on other than that. <laughs> no, so Mr. Chang's restaurant, we get Rob Schneider as the racist Chinese waiter. Yeah. Um, then Davey tries to drive home and cops stop him and then he's just making love to his car. He's like, oh, I, just need, I just need to say goodnight before I, uh, I, I left. And then one of the cop coppers was crying because he thought how beautiful yeah, he... <laughs> this lovemaking scene was. Breaking a tear to my eyes. A man's love with his car. Oh. <laughs> and then um, Mr. Chang, he runs out runs out of the restaurant saying, oh, he's not paid for his um, drinks. Please arrest him. Correct? I'm pretty sure that's what happens. And then during this chase scene, we get the first song called Davy's Song. And it's literally just a song about how much Adam Sandler hates, basically hates his life. He hates Christmas. He hates how everyone's so jolly around Christmas and Hanukkah. He, he just wants to smash everything up. He wants to run ruckus in the town. He, He's just a resentful asshole. He hates everybody. Yeah, um, I got some of the lyrics here. I don't decorate no trees, and I won't eat no potato lackeys, but I'll give this old lady's melons a squeeze, because that's just who I am. <laughs> well, I'll never sprint a dreidel, but I'll always throw an egg, and I'll charlie horse your leg for laughs. While you're singing your holiday tune, I'll act, I'll, I'm acting like the town buffoon, whipping out my big white scary moon and blowing a beefy away. <laughs> I won't lie, I really like the songs in this movie. I thought they were just... The songs... They're just the song, silly, I, but I they're hilarious. They are so good. I, I've been listening to them um, on YouTube <laughs> after the movie. Um, I And then this is the recurring uh, phrase of the song. He says, I hate folks who think rangers are cute. To me, they're just something to shoot. I hate love. I hate you. I hate me. Hmm. So th- this guy's just a depressed... 32-year-old. He's just self-loathing, and then, hates the world, hates himself. Fuck y'all. Yeah. And then that line, I hate love, I hate you, I hate me, comes back another three times. Mm. But yeah. Well, we got a theme for the, the movie. music in this movie. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> I think Adam Sandler is a beautiful singer. And <laughs> I generally do. All this does is confirm that. <laughs> I want Adam Sandler to be in a live-action musical. You know, like Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are doing the musical uh, uh, A Christmas Carol this year. No, I did not know this. That... Well, well, they're doing a musical A Christmas Carol coming out before Christmas at some point. I think Adam Sandler needs to take a classic novel and turn it into a musical like... A musical version of Finding Drago. Of Mice and Men. <laughs> of <laughs> I, Adam Sandler in a musical of of Mice and Men where he is Lenny 
You want you, you want to watch a version of My Son Man with Adam Sandler as Lenny. Yeah, he's Lenny and Zac Efron is George. What? How? What? <laughs> I was going to say, surely John Malkovich should play George, then I realise that's what happens in the actual fucking movie. <laughs> No, oh, isn't John Malkovich? <laughs> no, sorry, John Malkovich, John Malkovich plays Lenny. Yeah, sorry, fucking uh, Gary Sinise is okay. Lenny. No, so we'll get Adam Sandler as We'll get we'll get Adam Sandler's Lenny and John Malkovich as George. <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking funny. Just oh, yeah, all right, fair enough. And, <laughs> or or a, mu- a musical version of The Great Gatsby. Where Adam Sandler is Gatsby. Oh. Have you ever watched The Great Gatsby? Nope. I don't... I don't know. I've... uh, You know what? I've seen it once. I don't remember any of it other than the fact that fucking Leonardo DiCaprio just throws some mad parties and Elijah Wood's there. Yeah. Um... (laughs) That's all I know as well. It's a party movie. It's a forgettable film. <laughs> I don't know if people like that or not, but fuck me. I couldn't tell you... <laughs> other than the car chase, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in that. I know Spider-Man's <clears throat> in it. Leo- Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Fuck, not Elijah. Fuck, I just said Elijah Wood. It's not. It's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, as if. Oh, fuck that up completely. <laughs> Oh, Frodo, I'm sorry. <laughs> At Davy's trial, <laughs> Whitey Duval, a 69-year-old volunteer referee from Davy's former basketball league, intervenes. At Whitey's suggestion, the judge sentenced Davy to community service as a referee in training for Whitey's youth basketball league. Under the terms of the community service, if Davy commits a crime before his sentence is complete, complete he will serve 10 years in prison. So yeah, he's, he's in court, and then Whitey just comes in. He's this little, what, three foot two old man. He's just this, like, also gremlin by... person. <laughs> Put, played by Adam Sandler. And he's like, ah, um, um. I can't get that high. He's got, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty... <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I'm not even going to attempt that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they wanted it to be even higher than what it is. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, no, it's already high. Whitey as shit. And the other, oh, the only like, which, which bit did we get up to in the plot? <laughs> I've got one note for him with it. There's a line that he says, but I'm just not sure if we're there yet. Um, we're at the court, so literally ten minutes in. Oh, okay, so it's like the next scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next part I've got is the next day Davy's first game ends. Oh yeah, so Davy he agrees to this terms, whatever. Um, the next day is Davy's first game ends in disaster as Davy causes disruption and constantly torments an obese player. Whitey then suffers a grand mal seizure and the game is abruptly halted. Davy forfeiting it to the opposing team for the sole purpose of making said obese player cry. I don't know, this is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> he's just abusing this fat kid for having tits and then tells him next time he comes to play basketball he better wear a fucking bra. 
And this kid's just having a breakdown on the side with his fat dad as well. And that sounds like, now nah, you know what? Fuck him. You guys lose because you're a bitch. Oh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. God, oh. <laughs> it was very funny. And then Whitey, he's having a seizure on the floor. Yeah, that's he just so yeah, he has a seizure whenever he gets like too stressed out or fucking something like that happens. I <laughs> I don't know why they put that in. Why does he just have seizures? Uh, I I don't know. And then the next next note I've got attempted to calm Davy down, Whitey takes him to the mall, where they meet Davy's childhood friend Jennifer Friedman and her son Benjamin. Jennifer is now divorced, is now a divorced single mother, having moved back to her hometown and taken a job at the mall after former husband had left her for another woman that he met online. Whitey reminds Davy that he lost his chance with Jennifer 20 years earlier, but Davy secretly still has feelings for her. Plot twist. Hometown. Lovers. Back again. Reunited. But they yeah. hate each other. Oh, plot twist. Nah, this is, um, <laughs> it's, it's not a very original plot point, but it works. It's a Christmas it, movie. So oh, I'm sorry, sorry. It's a fucking, yeah. it's a Hanukkah movie. Like, it's just like this little feel good. <laughs> yeah, we're all good, but in the same way, it's Adam Sandler being a massive cunt throughout the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> and it really does work. Like, I won't lie, like, the, the, the nice, like, Christmas, like, it's a fucking Christmassy feeling. The nice, like, holiday festive feeling, that's what I meant to say, is pretty good. And then he's just the worst person in the world all yeah. the time <laughs> this, this movie has some of the worst product placement I have ever seen yeah, in th- my life this small scene specifically <laughs> is outrageous they must have paid for the entire movie by literally just getting these like one lines so all the product placement in this movie was used without permission yes fucking love that that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> so Whitey enjoys going to the mall to calm himself down and I, I've got it written here and um, Davy asks Whitey what's so good about the mall and Whitey just goes everything you want a pair of socks my buddy Mr. Footlocker will help your feet you need a fancy doodad hello Sharper's Image thank you for the combination pogo stick and clock radio I mean the body shop the tie rack GNC and Radio Shack Petland for a cat or two. Spencer's gift for some day- fake dog to do. Sparrows, Dunkin' Donuts, they're simply the best. And don't forget the orange chicken at Panda Express. But if you're short of cash like little old me, then window shopping's always free. Well, next time Adam Sadler's casting for Mickey Mouse, I'm sending this in as fucking proof. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. That was, that was very Mickey, Mickey Mouse, isn't it? And then Sandler just goes, did you write that out or did you just rhyme on accident? He's like, yeah, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> I rated that though. I did rate that. He's just like, wait a minute. This just happened or is this like, nah, something's going on here. And then we get the fat kid in Victoria's Secret as well. Trying to <laughs> the woman comes in, she's like, hey, you're not a girl. I don't know if that would fly anymore, but fuck me, that was great. Jesus. Um. <laughs> oh, there's one, there's one line I forgot. Uh, there's, there's one note I made. Um, 
and it's Whitey when they're in the changing rooms, and he's like, Jesus Christ, what, uh, like, is that your ass, or are you hiding a cat down there? Because he's just, like, <laughs> covered in fur. <laughs> and then he looks down at his feet, and they're just, like, so misshapen, and he's like, yeah, I got a men's right nine, and I got a child's left seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> that accent, like Gary can, I not even attempt it. Um, <laughs> as time progresses, Davies and White, Whitey's relationship becomes more strained. Whitey's various attempts to encourage Davy are met with humiliation and assault, including Davy knocking Whitey into a porta potty. <laughs> This this scene is so gross. So even though it's a cartoon, Whitey he he goes around town trying to help people out as much as he can for free yeah. or um, for a dollar as as little p- p- pay as possible. And every time he tries to help somebody out, they just bully him for being three foot two with misshapen feet, <laughs> whatever. And this whole scene um, comes to a close with Adam Sandler kicking Whitey into a porta potty, shooting it, hitting it down a hill, kind of like Jackass Three yeah. when it goes up in the uh, yeah. bungee. Whitey comes out covered in shit. <laughs> then Adam Sandler sprays him down with a hose. Yeah, so he sprays him with a hose and it freezes him because it's still at the snow. Yeah, and he's just this yeah. frozen icicle of just a frozen shit. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's frozen covered in shit Adam Sandler goes see you later poopsicle nice goddamn poopsicle uh, and we get so no there's there's a scene in this just before and why he's dropping Adam Sandler off and he gets his car stuck in the snow and then he's just laughing at him like nah go fuck yourself I'm going to bed see you later so he's stuck in the snow and then all of a sudden this like I don't know what do you call Carrie you can do some quick editing what 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 are you trying to say uh I'll get there wait nah what the fuck a herd of deer there you go I was going to see if there was, like, some bullshit way for them to describe a group of deers, but there wasn't. Heard a deer turns up, and then for some reason just, like, nudges his car out of the snow, and that's it. Gone. Sweet. See you later. Help me. Thank you. Thank you, deer. And then they make a reappearance here. He just has this fucking magical woodland critter with summoning power. (laughs) Doesn't he mention at some point that a deer licked his ass or something <laughs> in, in one of the songs it's oh no it's um it might be in this scene uh it's like um oh he, he can because they're licking him they're basically the deers come over and lick him dry so that he's not frozen yeah. anymore they use like the warm breath to melt him from the poopsicle and i think one of them one of the deer like licks his face and he's like oh it tickles <laughs> then i'm pretty sure that gets brought up but it could be something else <laughs> These deers are literally just like yeah. licking this ice, this frozen shit off him, and then we just get this scene, and he's like, "Thanks, guys!" And then they all turn around. <laughs> these deers just grin, and they've all just got these fucking grins with just shit covered teeth. 
It's <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> There's a scene later on where the deer smile again. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. And the teeth are just covered in shit. Um, oh, fuck. I've, I'm only making a note of this because like the day the day is like come back more than like two or three times in this movie. Like yeah, yeah. Um, once, um, where he threatens Davy that he will notify the judge when Davy shops if a peanut brittle. Despite letting him off the hook, Whitey keeps his word and vows to tell the judge if Davy commits another crime. So they go back to the gym, so Sandlick, so Davy can help ref and he's like listen after what you did yesterday i'm happy to tell the judge that you stole a peanut brittle mm. it was like 10 years ago or whatever and then he's like oh, okay i'll let you off the hook for that one but if you do something else i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the judge and then you're gonna go to jail so you've got to be with me in this to help you out help me out blah 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 i'm just trying to look look out for you <laughs> but ever the nice guy the white is yeah Later on, Davy bonds with Benjamin while playing basketball at the community centre with two other men. But then the game stops when Davy lets Benjamin cuss at the guys who had lost them, leading Jennifer to reprimand Benjamin for swearing and scolds Davy for his actions, telling him that she doesn't need her son ending up like him. So that this scene was this was a bit wild. I was just watching this like yeah. so this whole movie has just been Adam Sandler's just for fifteen years has just been on a bender. Is doing nothing with his life and hates everyone. And then he starts playing basketball and turns into fucking prime LeBron James and just absolutely <laughs> fucking dominates. <laughs> it's just fucked. Yeah. Like, he, he, like he takes his, because like, they play shirts and skins, so he takes his top off and he's just like, and he's absolutely jacked. You're like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And then he just turns into fucking <laughs> Superman. Yes, he does. <laughs> Yeah, classic Sandler though. He he's good at basketball. I know Adam. I know Adam Sandler's good at basketball. I don't think this character is that good at fucking basketball. <laughs> well, anyway, it was just but, funny. Yeah, he... he just turns into fucking literally the god of basketball, trying to play like pick up with these two guys. And here he creates a, a bond with Benjamin as well. Yes. So this is like the who is the main love interest son. Son. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when, while the two are driving home, while the, while the two are driving to their respective homes, they sing about their happy childhood together and how much things have changed. So this is a song called "Long Ago," and it basically starts out them singing about their first kiss down by the lake and catching fireflies together. But like, oh, that was long ago. Things have changed, but. As these two are singing their love story, um, we get a bunch of other characters that are in the movie just singing parts about their life as well. So, um, so down by the creek, I would show a fire files to that girl, but that was back when he was nice. Before my warm heart turned to ice, ice, and then. Whitey goes, my sister's wig once had lice, but that was long ago. Um, the schoolyard's where we first time I kissed her. He thought he got some tongue, but it was only retainer. And then Whitey comes in, Eleanor's bra, 
is a trainer. <laughs> and then Davy sings about his love again. Well, over there is my family home. And, Jennifer, and the woods is where we used to roam. And then Whitey comes in again. The only time I had sex was on the phone. And then we get the phone sex lady coming in singing, but that was long ago. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Davy and Jennifer singing again. I carved our names upon that tree. I loved him and he loved me. And then this random man just comes in and goes, my darling wife was once a he. And then the man's darling wife just goes, but that was long ago. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm pretty sure that's the mayor. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the mayor. No, is it? I think so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, so and good. then back to Jennifer and Davy. This is where the thing came up with um, <laughs> Whitey. So Jennifer goes. He'd always whisper in my ear. Uh, but then I started drinking beer and then Whitey goes <laughs> my jewels got licked by six frisky beer <laughs> there we go <laughs> and then we and then we cut to the deers giggling and then um, Jennifer goes now he's just a loner and a liar and Davy goes my trailer's caught on fire and then the song just cuts fire because the guy that Davy and Benjamin beat at basketball has set the trailer on his house on fire, pretty much. Yeah, fucking hell. That escalated quickly. Get beat at a basketball game, set some <laughs> cunt's house on fire. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so when Davy gets home, his trailer's being burned down by one of the men who lost the basketball match to him. Davy runs into the burning trailer to rescue a Hanukkah card from his late parents. Then he watches the trailer burnt down. Whitey opens his home to Davy, who re- reluctantly accepts... Also living there is Whitey's diabetic twin sister. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Elna 
the Keep Davian line, White, Dee and Elna explain the complex rules of the Duval household, starting stating that Davy will have to leave if he does not abide them. So back to the Hanukkah letter thing. Um, Davy's lost his parents oh, once yeah. he was a kid. We yeah we get the, we get the backstory finally. Yeah, we get we get the backstory later on, but the only thing that was left at him was a letter written to him oh, yeah. for Hanukkah. Yeah, and he goes runs into the trailer and grabs it while everything else burns. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, Sanders, Davy's parents in this movie are played by Adam Sanders' parents in real life, like their voice acting. Oh, okay, nice. That's a nice touch. Um, so yeah, and then. After grabbing the letter, yeah, White the is like, family listen. involved in the Christmas movie. Hanukkah movie. Fuck, man. I'm just gonna, if I say Christmas again, I'm just going to fucking leave it. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry if, it, I'm sorry if anyone's upset. But I, yeah, I'll fuck it. Uh, it. It's a holiday movie. It's, it's both. It is both. They um, have a Christmas tree and a Hanukkah thing. That is that is true. Yes. White, D, White is like, oh, you've got to come live with us. Like, What other options do you have? And he's like, yeah, okay. And then we get my favorite musical number of this movie, um, Technical Foul. <laughs> I assumed, I really enjoyed this. I wrote a note about this. I didn't think this was going to be any good, but it got a lot better. <laughs> Wait, what's your note on it? Oh, I literally just have a note that says Technical Foul. <laughs> I, I thought I wouldn't remember more about it, but I didn't. <laughs> um this is my so this song is basically uh, a song about all the rules that Davy has to follow in the house or he's gonna get kicked out because breaking the rule that's it that's a technical foul that's a technical foul it's a technical foul uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to break it down <laughs> oh fucking hell so some of the rules are if you're coming from the street with dirty feet um oh if you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some mod music show, that's a technical foul. If you don't shut the door on the refrigerator, that's a technical foul. If you touch the stir- that's <laughs> like Barney line. <laughs> what? If you don't shut the refrigerator door, that's a fucking Gwen Stefani line. <laughs> I'm not having that. Been a sweet escape. Fucking hell, let's fucking go. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat because that's a technical foul. Um, if your hair clogs the drain, you'll know the meaning of pain because that's a technical foul. Uh, um, you're not allowed to say bullshitter because in their house they sell bull spit, or that's a technical foul. Um, uh, what else is there? <laughs> 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 if he doesn't spray Lysol after dropping a bowl, that's a technical foul. If uh, if he decides to wipe his ass with his monogram towel, that's a technical foul. <laughs> um, if he makes fun of their crazy feeties or gives sugar cookies to Mrs. Diabetes, that's not only a technical foul, but possibly homicide. Uh, <laughs> You can't sleep past three because uh, you'll get a tea. You can't take a whiz in the flowers or you'll hit the showers. 
Uh, he can't use the horn as a bong. Adios, Tommy Chong. Make some long distance calls. He'll get a kick in the balls. And then finally, he asks, can I walk around with a horn in erection? And then Whitey says, if you want an automatic ejection. And then Elnor chimes in and she says, I'd like to see it anyway. <laughs> Eleanor is as well this just twin gremlin person. <laughs> also played by Adam Sandler. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and then they have a wonderful bit in this song where they're singing, but all three of them just overlap each other. But it's all Adam Sandler just overlapping himself. Hmm. And so it's Adam and Whitey singing, and Elder chimes in, and then Whitey's not singing, but he just comes in with his referee whistle. Um, oh, but yeah, oh. this is my. I think, this is my favorite song. I think song the, me- the, the music in this definitely makes the movie a lot better. I think because the so- yeah. the songs are actually really good. In fairness, yeah, yeah, the, the songs in this movie they're very good. Yeah, um, Davy seemingly overcomes them and starts to turn his life around, but Davy progresses in reforming. Stops short when Whitey recalls what happened in 1981, 20 years ago. En route to Davy's basketball game, his parents were tragically killed in a car accident and Davy learned of their death when the police showed up after the basketball game. Devastated by the loss of his loving parents and leaping from foster home to foster home, Davy spent the next 20 years numbing his pain with alcohol and petty crime. As the result of, And as a result, he orchestrated himself away from Jennifer and his other friends. Uncomfortable with this reminder of his tragic, painful childhood, Davy loses his temper and insults both Whitey and Elna, which results in Whitey kicking Davy out of his home, much to his relief. Yes. Uh, I think quite a lot happened there. No, definitely quite a lot happened. <laughs> well, because they, they have the song and then they're not getting along and then you have this like montage somewhat of... Uh, Dave, Davy's now, like, he's become decent person he's like a bit better he's he's living with him like well like he's doing nice stuff yeah not like nice but just like just not being a cunt yeah all the time and then yeah they go and then they what they go and play they go to like the ice rink and he's like oh i can't skate yeah never i didn't wake up too early to play hockey or something is what he said yes and then out to nowhere is it out to nowhere Oh, no, because we get, like, Whitey, and he's doing, like, he's, for some reason, the fucking Olympic-level figure skater, just honing around all these people. <laughs> and so like, he, he comes to get off, and then Davey, like, helps him over the thing, and that yeah. the woman sees, and she's like, oh, maybe he's not a complete wanker still. So they go and chat, and I think that's when he gets the letter out, and he's like, hey, Davey, remember when you were such an asshole, and... Everybody liked you. <laughs> then he just kicks off. Uh, uh, yeah, because he brings up the entire story, and then yeah, yeah he kicks off. Sorry, oh, that's um, it. yeah. They're telling the story about the the miracle game where they came back, and then his yeah. parents die at the end. He wasn't happy. No. Yes, that that's what it was. The miracle game. Yeah. Because they won, and then he was like, "Oh, but not all stories end with joy or whatever." Mm. So after lashing out at Whitey and his sister, Davy spends the rest of the day binge drinking, and that night he breaks into the clothes mall. 
In his drunken stupor, he imagines the logos of various stores coming to life and confronting him about his inability to grieve for his parents, which they identify as the source of his of his alcoholism. This is called the Intervention Song, and I just want to talk about this song quickly because the voice cast of these different logos and um, different mascots of shops are absolutely crazy. So, first of all, we have Tyra Banks, (laughs) Halloween Resurrection's own Tyra Banks as the Victoria's Secret gown. Classic. We have okay, I can say that. Tyra Banks. Blake Blake Clark as the Radio Shack walkie talkie. Oh, oh no. Peter I, Dante yeah, okay. yeah. Peter Dante as the footlocker referee. Yeah, makes sense. Ellen Alberturni Dow as Sears Candy's box lady. She is, no idea um, is Rose Rose from the Wedding Singer. Oh yeah. The, the yeah, old lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We got Kevin Farley as the Panda Express Panda, which is Chris Farley's brother. Yep. We got Tom Kenny back from Shakes the Clown as the Sharper's Image Chair. <laughs> Fuck me, he's been out for a while. We've got Dylan and Cole Sprouse as the KB Toys Soldiers. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we have Carl Weathers as the GNC Ball. Fuck off. So Tyra Banks, Blake Carp, Peter amazing. Dante, Ellen Albertini Down, Kevin Farley, Tom Kenny, Dylan Nicole Sprouse, and Carl Weathers are all in this song. Fucking Apollo Creed himself. And then this This song is literally all about I, I don't have the lyrics for this song here, but the song is about Davy. Um, learning to cope with grief which eventually ends with the Hanukkah letter coming down, his parents start singing and then he opens it and it basically says oh Davy we're so proud of you, happy Hanukkah, blah 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 you're a great kid or whatever Um, Davy finally cries and comes to terms with his loss just then two cops arrive to arrest him but he escapes and boards a bus to New York City Mm. so because he's broken in the Antonov cops came and arrest him. Well, tried to arrest him. Tried to arrest him, and um, he is not having any of that. I'm out of this bitch. Not having. I'm dealing with my grief, and I'm leaving town, and I'm going to New York. Fuck this. <laughs> so, on the way to New York, the bus is then forced to stop when a single thumbtack in the road <laughs> punctures all eight rear tires. Reminded of the miracle of Hanukkah, Davy walks off the bus intending to find Whitey and make amends with him. That's it's, so It is sing- funny in this, but my only thought of this was, oh, it's a single thumbtack has ripped apart eight, my all eight back tires, and I was like, okay, Christmas miracle, here we go. And then the next bit, he's like, ah, oh, don't worry, I'll have it fixed in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what? Um. <laughs> Fuck, that was, that, was, that was the big pit I picked up on, so that was funny. Fuck. Oh. So I think this town's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. How long would it take for eight bus tires to get out there at night in in snowy weather? I reckon that bus is there for a good three days. Oh, that bus is there for a while. It's over Christmas period as well. Yeah. 
Like I'm pretty sure it's um, Christmas Eve. It is Christmas yeah. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> um, Davy finds Whitey at the All Star Banquet, an annual town celebration in which one member of the community is recognised for positive contributions to Digsbury with the Digs- Digsbury All Star Patch, which Whitey has wanted for 35 years. When Whitey is passed over for seemingly the final time, with the award being given to the hook-handed Tom Baltazar, he decides to move to Florida and live the rest of his life in anonymity, feeling like he's no longer wanted. I don't really get what so, was yeah, going just, on there, because why does the 35th one make such a difference? Like, Is it just because it's the 35th one, or is he just sick and tired of going in for it and not getting it um no i think it's the 35th one okay and i don't i don't think you go in for it i think you just it's chosen on just chosen yeah. by the, the community by the mayor whoever good old kevin because everybody just yeah because everyone <laughs> just looks over white day he um that was fucking pieces of shit he's the nicest guy in the world get yes. that man his badge um, and that's the issue. Um, but yeah, um, Whitey gets so depressed, like, oh, fuck it, let's just go to Florida. Let's live together and just. Doesn't even there. finish out the banquet. Just fucking gets up and leaves. Not having it. Yes. You don't want to vote for me? I'm fucking out of it. You could all vote for John Lovitz, you fucking bunch of cunts. <laughs> you vote for that man in his fucking hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> Risk and arrest, Davy enters the hall and sings of Whitey's many selfless contributions to Dukesbury throughout his life, causing the townspeople to realise the error of their ways in a song called Bum Biddy Bum Biddy Bum Biddy So I'm just going to get the lyrics Bum-bitty. up here as well. <laughs> Bum Biddy So um, I, the stuff that I, I think I have one note from this, this song and it was it was great, but I'm, you're about to read it out anyway. So, so um, the song just mentions all the stuff that Whitey's done around town. He he does uh, a lot of jobs for free, or at most a dollar. Um, and then he just mentions how everybody in the town has either bullied Whitey or bullied Whitey's sister. Um, so... Davy says, my life was simply going nowhere. Then a tiny little man rushed to my side. He should have gotten a big thank you, but instead he got a port to port ride. Just, um, I was such a shithead, but he'd never quit on me till I told him he was useless and his sister was freaky. Um, once we were watching Sunday football. So this, all this comes from the community talking about Whitey and what he's done for them. Like once we were watching Sunday football, a fuzzy screen was all we could see. Whitey came over with a hanger and spent the game on top of our TV. And then when the lightning struck him, he left out a wicked loud yell, but we turned up the volume and ignored the burning smell. We should all rot in hell. And then an older woman says, I went to high school with Whitey as a joke I told to meet me at the prom. When he got there, I said, I can't believe you thought I was serious. So he went home and slow danced with his mom. Um, Brutal. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. And then Rob Schneider just comes in saying, you guys must be on crack if you're mean to Whitey. Like, what's he ever done? Um, 
and then Fucking Sandler says tonight white you was <laughs> uh, Sandler says tonight white you was counting on this town to show that we care oh no this is the lady I can't remember her name but the first time we really, he really needed us we went there um, and then out of nowhere this guy just comes in and he goes bum biddy 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 bum 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 biddy 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 bum and then the whole town just comes in <laughs> singing lyrics. <laughs> bum bitty 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 bum bum. Oh fuck yeah, I forgot bum, about bitty, this. Bitty 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the first guy came in, <laughs> just with bum bitty 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 bum bum, I lost. It. <laughs> <laughs> this whole fuck, you know, whole, whole town just has a dance routine to this song called Bum Bitty 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 Bum Bum. <laughs> But basically, the whole town, they've been pieces of shit to Whitey for, the, for his entire life. Yeah. Absolutely. The fuck those guys. <laughs> um, what was your note for this movie? Uh, my note for this is at some point. Oh, I think it's when um, Adam Sandler comes back. And he just, <laughs> the reindeer. No, when he. Because he tried to come. Oh, yeah, no, I've got, I've, got, I've got a couple of things then. One of them. One of them's like it's after the song in the um, in the fucking in the hall, the banquet hall. Uh, it's like it, they. That's fucking Jesus. Why do he leaves? They do the song, and then Davey comes in, and he's like, "Where are these guys? What's going on?" And it's that this for some reason in this movie, there's a lady with three boobs. I've no <laughs> idea why. She's just there in the background for some scenes. <laughs> And then for one, she says something in this, and Adam Sandler's character turns around and he's like, "Hey, Mrs. Triple Nipple, calm down." (laughs) (laughs) I've no idea why she's there or why it's in, but it that made me laugh so fucking much. (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck me. I think that oh, I don't know. This might have been my favorite song for the movie. What the, I don't know the Bob Diddy one. Yeah. <laughs> um. following Bump Diddy, and when Sandler asks his final question of the song is, "I wonder if that guy ever wiped his ass with the wrong hand." Uh, Davy <laughs> that leads leads the town people of Whitey, who has gone to them all with Elna to speak to it one more time. The townspeople thank Whitey's for his service over the years, and the mayor officially grants him the Patch Award. All 34 previous recipients of the awards give theirs to Whitey too. So he's like in the centre of them all, and then the whole town just surrounds him on like every level. And then we just see all the townsfolk throwing down their patches to Whitey, and he's just there. I mean, it's 34 patches, but he's there and... <laughs> Raining like patches. Down on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we see the triple-breasted lady rip off, like, number 32, number 31, and number 30, and throws them all down together. <laughs> John Lovis rips his off, but he accidentally rips it off with the wrong hand and stabs himself in the chest. Classic. Good old hog-handed um, humour. <laughs> and then, yeah... Whitey's super pleased that the town finally appreciate him for everything that he does. 
Yeah, fucking hell. Um, Get your redemption. He's a good lad. No, no one fucking, no one deserves him. Get that man a patch. And then the movie ends with Davy and Jennifer recline, and Whitey goes into a seizure, which he calls the happiest seizure of his life. <laughs> Again, don't know why this is in there. Not at all. But fuck knows. Old man having a seizure. Finishes off at Christmas. And then I have a question for you. Oh. Did you watch the watch the credits or did you turn it off as soon as the movie was oh, done? Oh, I did not watch the credits now. <laughs> oh, so I'm, the credits I didn't realise there was gonna be something in the credits, I was gone. Yeah. So the credits finish with the Hanukkah song part three, I think. So Adam Sandler has a song called the Hanukkah song. Mm which he wrote because there's so many Christmas songs out there so he wrote the Christmas, uh, Hanukkah song and it basically just lists all the celebrities who are Jewish oh nice so he's done part one part two he's done four parts and this was part three and it's got it's featuring Rob Schneider who sings a part of it classic and this this is where I started loving Adam Sandler <laughs> Like his music, the Hanukkah song was one of the first Adam Sandler songs that I ever listened to, <laughs> and when I was like eleven, I did a Windows Movie Maker video to the first Hanukkah movie, uh, Hanukkah song, and <laughs> put it on classic, <laughs> classic YouTube. Oh, did it get a five star rating? Did it get a thumb? But uh, I don't know. It, it probably had like four vi- four views, or it was taken down for copyright fuck me but the Hanukkah song is such a beautiful celebration of Judaism and the culture fuck it up and you should <laughs> you should have watched the credits I probably should have watched the credits oh well I fucked that up my bad <laughs> no it's gonna be an after credits scene I didn't think this is fucking Marvel this is before fucking Iron Man I'm not having this before we get into our cream de la scene, I would like to bring back a recurring segment that doesn't happen too often, but I feel like we need to mention it. Yes, and it we is, do. And it is called Bada Bum Bum Bum. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hookhand himself is back. Which He's... is the segment of the podcast where we like to talk about <laughs> John Lovitz. We love John Lovitz. Does. <laughs> But, yeah, he's great in this. He's in it for, like, 30 seconds of just this hook-handed man winning a fucking award he doesn't deserve. Classic. <laughs> but, My favourite thing yeah. in, in this in this movie, when he gets the award, he goes... Before, we, before the hook is revealed, he goes, yeah. um, there is two things that I always wanted to do in life. <laughs> I wanted to become a millionaire and do and learn how to do a layup with my left hand. And you can guess what one I did, and then he just brings up his left hand <laughs> and just shows this hook. The, my favorite part of this was when, like, he's accepting the uh, the award. I don't know. I think the mayor says something, and everyone starts clapping. Then he goes to pat him on the back, and he just fucking stabs him in the back like four times. <laughs> <laughs> this, this hook, hook is very funny. They get a lot of juice out of this hook in a lot and not a lot of time. <laughs> he, he stabs the mayor. He stabs himself, and 
Yeah, John, John, John Lovitz is great in whatever he does. Yeah, he's a fucking comedy <laughs> gold in anything. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, moving on to our cream de la scene, which is our favorite scene of the movie. What was your cream de la scene, Matt? My cream de la scene we actually didn't talk about. We did. We we you, you briefly mentioned it, and then we just didn't talk about it. <laughs> oh right, okay. Well, let's talk about it now. My uh, my cream de la scene is when Adam Sandler is coming back from the bus. Sorry, he's just got off the bus and he's uh, he's got over to the the fucking building where everyone's having the thing and he's looking in through the window and he's still trying to like the cops are coming around the uh, the cops are coming around the corner to like catch him and he's like oh shit. And then I don't think he realizes, and then for some reason, all of the deer just come out of nowhere and just form this human pyramid. And this police officer just comes around the corner, shines his light on the on the deers, and he's like, "Huh." The other police officer is like, "What's going on over there? Anything interesting?" He's and he's, "Nah, it's just a bunch of deer making a human pyramid." All right, we'll fucking move it on then. We've got someone to catch it. <laughs> Yeah, that was fucking gold. That was my favourite part of the movie. Just this off-handed seg- Like, it just doesn't need to be there. Like, classic Adam Sandler, just those one-second little scenes that have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> the deer in this movie, they are very funny. I, I don't really know what the concept of putting them in as a character was, but they fucking worked. And I reckon... Uh, oh, no. Sorry, that was my cream dump scene. Fucking, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um... Uh, <laughs> I think my cream de la scene of this movie was just the entirety of it. It's a technical foul. I just love that. I just love that song. Fair enough. I, I thought it was in- incredibly funny. I think Ele- Eleanor as a character, she's probably my favorite character in this movie just because she's so ridiculous. <laughs> and, and she's wearing wigs. She, she's completely bald. She's completely bald. <laughs> <laughs> What is it the narr- narrator says? He's like, "Holy shit, she does look like an owl as well, doesn't she?" Yeah, <laughs> she she sings in technical file. Oh, without my wigs, I look like an owl. But don't say anything because that's a technical file. Hey. And then at one point, uh, yeah, her wig comes off, and then yeah, the narrator goes, "Holy shit, she does look like an owl." Right, Matt, oh, what we like to do on this podcast is we like to rate the movies out of 10 sandbags and let the people know what sort of flood those sandbags could stop. So last week with Mr. Deeds, you give it a 7.2. Okay. What will you be giving a Crazy Nights? I'm going to give this a 6.7. Okay. I thought this was pretty good. I think it does drop off in the second half, as as much as this yeah. like this movie's seventy fucking minutes long. It's it's really really <laughs> really cruisy and breezy and really simple to get through. But yeah, it, the the first half an hour is definitely a lot better than the second half an hour. I'd say. Yeah, that's fair enough. As, as much as I can to... give a serious review on anything, like I'm obviously fucking not. But like, yeah, <laughs> if you're asking for my justification. 6.7. I'm pretty happy with that. Didn't uh, think it was as good as Mr. Deeds, kind of, but good. What kind of flood could your 6.7 sandbag stop? I think we're both got the same one here, but probably that flood of shit that comes out of the portable <laughs> <laughs> and then gets frozen. 
<laughs> yeah. That, that's <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give this movie a six point nine. Like you mentioned nice. earlier. Dinner with, out without the music. I don't think there's much to this movie. No, there's not. And the the fact that I've gone back to listen to the songs in my own time, I think just proves how much I, I enjoyed it. So I'm gonna give it a six point nine. Yeah. And my six point nine sandbags could stop a flood of stolen stolen scorpion balls from <laughs> Mr. Chang's Chinese nice. restaurant. Nice, good callback. What the fuck's a scorpion ball? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think it's some sort of I couldn't cocktail. T- I know. I couldn't tell if it was like if it was food or if it was a cocktail. I couldn't tell if he was getting pissed or if he was if he was eating. I th- I think it's a cocktail. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but they just never clarify yeah. it, and it just comes in a big bowl. Yeah, I, I think it's just like a fish bowl. It is. It literally is just a fish bowl. Eh? Like it's not. But it's yeah, just at a Chinese restaurant. I don't know if fucking yes. Chinese restaurants are fish bowls. I've been lied to. Let's fucking go. Maybe, maybe they add, like, sweet and sour sauce or something. To give it a, <laughs> fucking hell. To give it a kick, you know? Fuck that. <laughs> you can fucking keep um, it. Before we end, I have a couple of pieces of trivia here. Um, this is the first PG-13 rated film to receive a Kids' Choice Awards nomination. Nice. And apparently, I can't see this, but apparently Whitey and the referee in Little Nicky are the same character. I can definitely see that. Like, 100%. Just Dana Carvey playing that fucking proper mongy guy. Because the voice is similar, and he says, technical foul. Yeah, I think that's definitely... But both characters were inspired by a song Adam Sandler wrote in, like, the 90s. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely that person, then. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I, I can so... get on board with that. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I personally choose to go with that. And then a couple of goofs as well, well, one goof. Elna is seen eating a corn dog. However, the cafe at their ice rink does not serve corn dogs. How do we know? Because apparently you can see the menu <laughs> or something. Fair enough. Back Secret room. menu. Back room items. <laughs> you never know. I, I, Who I said she got it from there? Into that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Who knows? Who knows? Someone has Do got some have... some fucking free time to be writing this on IMDb. <laughs> Surely not. Oh. Fuck. The director of this doesn't even have a fucking Wikipedia page, and some cunt has written for fucking facts. <laughs> That's not on the menu. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> I'm not having that. Has the director done anything else? I've never heard of it. I won't lie, I literally checked because I went on his IMDb. Um, yeah. He's done Where's Waldo TV series, some episodes of the Looney Tunes, uh, Take Two with Phineas and Ferb. Like, he's, he's literally done nothing else, in fairness. But, like, he's got a few episodes of Early Family Guy. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. what this guy's done, but it's uh, it's not a lot. He's just done 
Oh wait, known Mum, for Mummy's Alive. Known for Secret Life of Pets and Sing. So maybe he's just a producer. Yes, I think he might. Art department, art department, art department, director. Yeah. Fuck me. So he. He just doesn't he, do anything and then he directed this. Yeah. That's and then so strange. Art department. That's very strange. Do you have anything you want to add before we end this episode? I don't think I've got anything to add, actually. Uh, yeah, I've known, yep, known all notes from my side, so that's all let's, I've got. Let's end it then. Um, watch this movie on Instagram. <laughs> if you can, fuck it, if you can watch it for free on Instagram, watch it for fucking free on Instagram. That's hilarious. <laughs> um... Follow us on Instagram at SoSandlerisPod. Send us an email and we'll read it out at SoSandlerisPod at gmail.com. Rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And please uh, steal a family member's device just so you can subscribe. Don't commit fraud. Uh, uh, apart from that, I have. Just get us some fucking Nothing else to say. And some money. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Oh, fuck him out. I'm so tired. Jesus Christ. Uh, Peace out, right. everybody. I'll see you all next yeah. week for some fucking <laughs> anger management. Anger management. Right. Bye, everyone. Peace. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you don't shut the door after using the refrigerator, that's a technical foul. A technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You will feel my wrath. If your hair clogs the drain, you'll know the meaning of pain. Cause that's a technical foul. I'll show you no mercy. Oh, this is such bullshit. Hey. In this house we say bullshit. Oh, it's a technical foul. A technical foul. Let me get this straight. You expect me to change my entire lifestyle in one night because you guys are a couple of psychotic control freaks? You guys, Bob, all you can go rot in the gutter. It's up for you, Yankee Doodle. Well, I don't want to do that, but let me run a few questions by you so I don't screw up accidentally. If I don't spray Lysol after moving about... That's a technical foul. Okay. If I decide to wash my ass with your monogram towel... That's a technical foul. Please say hi me. If I make fun of your crazy feeties or give sugar cookies to Miss Diabetes... That's not only a technical foul, but possibly a homicide... Can I sleep past three? If you do, you'll get a key. Take a whiz in those flowers. I'll say hit the show. Use this horn as a bomb. Adios, Tommy John. Make some long distance calls. You'll get a kick in the ball. Can I walk around with my morning erection? If you want an automatic ejection, cause that's a sexual foul. But I'd like to see it anyway. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 